Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and today we're going to talk about keeping a perspective on life. Today's kind of an exciting day for me because I took the risk and changed my category from spirituality to self-help. Frankly, I think they're one and the same. And for that reason, I'm trying to broaden the audience so that we can get the message out there that we are spirit. And as spirit, when we work on identifying our internal core, true self, we are then helping ourselves. Uh, The Hindu faith talks about self as being at the core of each of us. And so I'm calling this self-help today. Who knows, I may change it back. But for right now, today we're going to talk about keeping a perspective. And I'd like to start the show with a bit of music. And this is Be Still by Heart by Anael, A-N-A-E-L. And if I'm saying it wrong, um, A-N. Yes, if I'm saying it wrong, forgive me. It's this particular song, Be Still by Heart, I picked up uh, for Firing the Grid. And I can recall specifically, it was many years ago, probably four years ago, five years ago, I was sitting in July in my house with my grandson, and we sat there at 4 o'clock in the morning holding each other's hands and praying to fire the grid of love for mankind so that we would all begin treating each other with respect and dignity. Now, how does that have to do with self-help? It has to do with the fact that you have no control over anyone but you. And at the core of any self-help program is a realization that you are only in charge of yourself. And it is essential, it is essential that you come to a place of peace and recognize that within you is all that you can do. Both the miracles, the divine inspiration, the checking and creating of life, the teaching of others how to be their highest self, and the learning from others how to be your highest self. All of that is within you. We spend so much time in our lives blaming, accusing, and yet we are in charge of our destiny, and that many times is called manifestation, and we'll talk a bit about that too. But for right now, let's listen to Be Still Thy Heart, please. Thank you. 
make me one source of light. That's such a compelling, compelling statement in that song. And I think that somehow it's recorded here in my audio clips wrong. It says, be still thy heart, and it should be, be still thy soul. But basically, it's a song that talks about our calming down internally and allowing our souls to guide us to the place that we should be, listening to our instincts and our ideas and and not fighting life but flowing with life. Flowing with life is such a phenomenal concept and something most of us are not taught to do. Now, I've just invited my young grandson, who's actually a young man, to sit here and listen to me, and I'm going to give him permission to do whatever he wants to do. I um, I think that what we're talking about here today, though, is important. It's important for me to hear And I guess I thought it was important for him to hear because we're all right now in my family caught up in a very difficult time. And there's a lot going on and a lot of people's feelings are hurt. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of need for verification. And I think that somehow God is inspiring me today to talk about all of those issues. And it all comes together in flowing with what happens in life rather than fighting it. It's when we stand up and we take the I am wrong stance, not just that I'm saying you are never wronged, and I'm not encouraging you to ignore those times. We'll talk about that. But when we find ourselves in a position where we are thinking, I, 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 me, 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 and we're not stepping back, we're losing our peace. Even if we are being wronged, we are losing our peace. And in losing your peace, my friends, you are giving over. You are literally turning over your energy, your most valuable asset, the peace in knowing that you are uniquely created, divinely inspired to the person who's taking the peace from you, to the release, to the giving up. We're letting go. We're letting go. Now we're going to join together in a little while and I'm going to invite you uh, to uh, join with me and, and we'll do kind of a beginning prayer, meditation, thought period, whatever you want to have, whatever you want to call it. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you about a book. And the author of this book is a gentleman named Greg Bell, G-R-E-G-B-E-L-L. He actually does training programs for uh, employers and groups around the country and at least around the West Coast. And his program is called Watering the Bamboo. And when I first heard that, I didn't understand what watering the bamboo meant, but I'd like to share with you the introduction to that book because it really is a story for each of us also about watering our relationships and watering our internal peace. A bamboo farmer buries a giant timber bamboo seed deep in the earth and waters it day after day. Nothing sprouts. Nothing happens. For years, the ground doesn't change at all. But the farmer continues to water with patience and diligence. And finally, after at least three years, a giant timber bamboo reaches the surface. And then it rockets 90 feet in 60 days. For this is how timber bamboo is grown Many people would be frustrated to spend years tending the earth and seeing nothing happen. But the bamboo farmer ignores such doubts and repeats the mantra, water the bamboo. He understands the importance of discipline and steadfastness. The phrase, water the bamboo, is an inspiring force that adheres to the agrarian principles of farming 
a natural law. And in each one of us, and thank you, Mr. Bell, it's a good book. I think it's probably a good training program. And in each one of us, there is a seed of peace. There is a seed of love. There is a new minute that we can stop our mind for just a moment and we can embrace peace. Now, in my program for years, I've given people just one minute at a time just to see how short of a time one minute is and how in that one minute you can embrace peace. You can come to a place where you are united with yourself. You are united with your soul. And I'd like us to try that again today. And I'm looking for just a short piece of music that I have. And I'm going to play Serenity Road. It's three minutes and 35 seconds. And we're going to first join together for the first minute of that piece. We're going to join, that's P-I-E-C-E. We're going to join together for just that minute and build some techniques for coming to peace. And for me, I many times think, and this is going to sound so silly, but I actually came to understand the power of threes and getting to peace when I was a young adult in my 20s and I saw the Karate Kid. First one, not remakes. That's a statement about how old I am. But I saw the Karate Kid, and it was three on, three off. And so I'd like you to just breathe with me before I put the music on, and it's going to be three on, three off. And let's just use that as our mantra as we're pulling in peaceful energy right now. Forget about chakras. Forget about spine. Forget about everything. Just breathe. And as you're breathing, breathe in three on. And sip in your breath. You don't have to take one giant breath and hold your lungs exploding so that all you can think about are your lungs. Just sip in little bits and pieces. Three on. And then blow out three out. And expel all the energy and all the air from your lungs. And one more time. Three on, three off. And I'm going to represent to you that you can come to a place of peace by taking three deep breaths at any time of day or night. And that can be accomplished in less than one minute. But so many times we let fear compose us We let our self-righteousness compose us and we lose our peace because we forget to breathe. So the key to self-help, the first step to self-help is breathing. And we're going to breathe together. This piece, once again, is three minutes and 35 seconds. I will lead you. I'm going to keep the sound kind of low and lead you through. For the first minute, us all joining together and then I'm going to give you two minutes and 35 seconds that's all just two minutes and 35 seconds and I want you to feel how long that time is how big that time is how much time there is for you to sit in peace for you to sit in peace with God Because God is all around you all of the time. You are never separated. Not one single person out there listening now, listening in the future, not one single person on this planet is separate from God. This is an opportunity for each of us to love one another. My personal opinion is we are failing abysmally. So let's start with Serenity Road, please. 
and they may not have it loud enough at all. I'm trying. Softly, if you could please just get into a comfortable position and together we're going to breathe. You may do all of what I suggest or only the parts that feel right for you. I would encourage you to act as though your nose is in your seat. And as you are pulling the breath in, up the front of your calves, that helps elongate. That helps to elongate your breath. And you're going to bring it up across your thighs and coming to your tailbone. And you're going to rest with that energy there and begin to pull it up your spine, the breath. Once again, taking small, small breaths. Feeding in, feeding in until your breath elongates. And when you feel your breath reach the top of your head, you're going to begin to blow it out. And as you blow it out, think three on, three off. And just allow your body to relax in the presence of God as your shoulders begin to take on a shape you're not used to. A squaring as you are united with your maker. And now keep breathing in and out. Not really a lot of time, is it? But it feels... I think I may have started this again. Hold on a second. There we go. But it feels like a lot of time because of the pleasure of spending some time with your mind focused only on breathing with your shoulders squared, knowing for this brief period or long period of time, you are safe in the hands of God. By whatever name you give God, I don't care. You are safe. You are protected. You are enough to be sharing that time, that moment with God. And can you feel the peace of that time? The peace of that realization that you are enough. That God does not create trash. You are exactly the person you are supposed to be. Now, for some people, that means they are giving other people lessons in openness and in love. And they have taken on a role in our society that is huge. 
because it's a role where they're judged, they're treated differently, they're not cared for, they are ignored, rejected, bullied, battered, and they still stand up because they are enough, just as they are. And God bless those people. Whether they're left-handed, red-headed, disabled, um, gay, they are who God and they intended for them to be. And they have come to give all of us a chance to show love to one another. The ultimate charge, the ultimate part of self-love Self-help is love. It's the foundation, the beginning, the core. If you look in Mark, if you're Christian, and my Christian faith is Methodist, you will see that when Jesus was asked, what are the two most important commandments? It was, Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. And my friends out there who are listening, let's just square up our shoulders again. Let's keep that peace that we had when we were listening to Serenity Road. And let's just commit to loving God with our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Wow, what a fearsome obligation. What a fearsome challenge to treat other people with respect. Sometimes people make fun of me because I talk like I'm out of a romance novel. I say to people, I'm honored to know them. I'm honored to have them be a part of my life for that moment, that day, that hour, that second that it is a pleasure to meet them, that I look for positive things to say rather than pounding them with the negativity of life. To me, that is loving God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. That is letting go of judgments. And in case we forgot that, In case we forgot that part, Jesus told us the second commandment. Love others as you love yourself. Do unto others as you would do unto them. Have them do unto you. My friends, how many times do people justify not treating another person lovingly because they say, Well, I would never do that. That's not what that commandment says. It says, treat that person the way you would want to be treated if you were that person. So, my friends, how would you want to be treated if you were redheaded, if you were uh, black, if you were Asian, if you were uh, Indian? If you were gay, if you were a woman who was downtrodden, if you were living on the street, that is the challenge. And I suggest to you that self-help begins with the realization that you have love within you to share. And when someone treats you unlovingly, you try to respond in love, even if that means that people think you're different. And I dare to suggest to you that you will find peace, that inner peace in yourself when you are brave enough to be different. When you are brave enough to stand the ridicule of difference. It interests me because people tend to attack those who are different, probably because it makes them feel uncomfortable. So they they question the validity of that person. Is that person, do they mean what they're saying? That person is fake. You know what, friends? Fake it till you make it. So even if a person is fake in showing loving energy to someone else, 
the person is showing love. They are honoring God with their heart, their mind, and their soul, and they are treating others as they would like to be treated in that situation. Those are foundational, my friends. Believing you are enough is at the core of self-love. And because that's loving you. And I said there were two components to the second commandment that Jesus drew to our attention. The first component is treating other people with love. That's a huge challenge, as I said, because most people justify treating other people less than as opposed to as enough. But you're supposed to treat them the way you love yourself, love others as you love yourself. And my friends, I suggest to you that that is at the core of the problems in our society. People cannot and are not allowed to love themselves. That is called conceit. And yet each and every person is a divine being created from God. Each and every person is here because God deigned that they be here. Everything is God. I know this person who's a very much a Bible pounder. He's very interesting to me and he makes me smile. He teaches me about my Christian Christian faith. And um, I hope I teach him about love. He'll say things to his children like they're going to burn in hell. And I go, oh, you know, that's a pretty scary image to evoke. Because the way they're going to burn in hell is if they don't meet his standards. And I think there's a provision in the Bible that says, don't judge. That's not to say we shouldn't bite our children. But do we guide them with fear or do we guide them in love? Do you even think about it? Do we even think about it? Do we just speak platitudes? This younger generation is different. They see the world differently because we have created a different world. And where do we go with this? I'm going to give you an example um, a young person this week was talking to me, and um, she said, you know, I think I'm going to become a stripper. And I go, whoa, why, you know? Well, because there's a lot of money in it. But I could say, yeah, there's a lot of money in it, but there are also costs associated with it. And so what you need to decide is, will you care if your mate and your children learned that you were a stripper at one point in your life in order to survive? If the answer to that is no, then go for it. But if the answer to that is yes, if you would care, then you are going to have a big secret that you are going to have to keep hidden, and that creates stress in life, in relationships. So the decision is yours. I'm not going to love you any less, but what are you going to do? And the person said, you know, I think I'm not going to be a stripper. That's their choice. It wouldn't have changed how I felt about the person, because this is about their life for them they are in control so we need some foundations for self-help one one foundation is you are in control of you and the second foundation is you need to believe you are enough and love you Huge, huge things. And now we're going to get to the part of the story today. And I forgot to give you the call-in number because there may be some of you out there who would like to talk. The call-in number is 646-595-3584. And we're going to get to today's topic, 
people are out there talking bad talk about you. In my day, we would have called it bad mojo. They're misrepresenting you. They don't see you, and other people are believing it. They are talking about you as though you are different than the person you are, and they are mocking the loving behavior that you do as unreal. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? You know, it creates an interesting, interesting question. And and it kind of goes to that third foundational item, your core, at its at your core, you are peace. There is peace inside of you. And the question becomes, are you going to become who they claim you are? In other words, show that you are not true to yourself. But then it comes down to what's a lie. We'll talk about that in a minute. But until we do, until we get back to that, I would like to play Project Divinities floating for you, and I would like for us to breathe through that together. Let's give ourselves some peace. Breathing in through your feet. Pulling the energy up the front of your calves, across your thighs, joining at your buttocks, and now pulling fearless energy up your spine. And as you move across your lower abdominal area, think of creativity within you. And now pull your breath up as fearless, creative. And when you come to your mid-abdominal area, think of healing energy. And remember that you are a different person in this second than you were a second ago. You have control over who you will be, how you think about things how you represent yourself. So you're going to pull fearless, creative, healing energy up, and you're going to come to your heart, the area of love. And I'd like you just put your shoulders in that relaxed position again, that squared position. Kind of odd to think of it as relaxed. And I want you to imagine a giant pillar of light coming out of your heart. And you are sending that love, that light love to everyone. And you are sending it to your healed self. So you are pulling fearless, creative, healing, loving breaths through your body. And you come up to your throat chakra. Oh, that's where we do our damage, my friends. That's our ill-conceived words, our poorly spoken thoughts. A word that we can compose in one second can cause pain for the rest of our life and on and on into history as it's repeated. Look at the Hatfields and McCoys. Forgive yourself for the words that you have spoken and forgive others for the words they have spoken to you and about you. And now pull that fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving energy up. And for a moment, sit between your third eye. And I'd like you to manifest. And I'd like you to begin manifesting a future for yourself in the world where we don't have to say good things will not happen. Instead, we remove not. And so good things will happen. 
And now pull that energy up and allow this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath to go out, lifting the top of your head as though it is a baseball cap and have it merge in a piper tube with the breath of God. And breathe, I am enough, as you breathe it out. And now I'd like you to repeat that yourself. Going through that energy yourself for the next minute. Breathing out, I am enough. Thank you. So I make my living as a lawyer. I sometimes say to people, God made me a lawyer so that, uh, because I am so stark, soberly sane, so that people couldn't say I was insane. So instead what they say is I'm fake, I think. Uh, At least I get that gist. But what I would like you to do is think about lies. There are lies about events. Mm, I'm not sure those are lies. And there are lies about people's motivation. Those are different. So let's talk about lies about events. That's what keeps lawyers in business. Frankly, if there were every person saw an event the same, there would be no need for lawyers. And there are as many people's views of the events around them as there are people. So when you go to an automobile accident, or let's say we reconstruct an automobile accident, when we reconstruct it, every person there has some commonality in what they saw. There are some common features, but because there are as many perceptions of life as there are people on our planet, because perceptions are based on one's life experiences, and no two people walk through life exactly the same. So as a consequence, if there are 19 people there, there are 19 versions of what happened. And believe me, sometimes those versions can be very different. Let me tell you. People can have different colored cars involved. They can have different actors involved. They can see different persons who are involved. And that's what puts lawyers in business. And believe me, my friends, that goes through for every life experience. People's perceptions are out there, and there are different perceptions of the same events. You know, somebody may be doing something based upon something someone else told them. Well, that other person's perception may be flawed or, God forbid, that other person may be so flawed that they are lying. Now, I am not saying to you that you need to stand back and allow people to lie about you. That is not what I'm saying when I say you need to let life flow past you. I am saying that you do not have to become so involved in that person's misstatement of facts 
about your motivations, about who you are, about what you are doing, that you allow yourself to lose your peace. And that is hard. That is hard. That is like watering the bamboo to learn to stay silent and to hire help if you need. If you need to protect yourself from another person's misstatements, hire someone to help you. But don't become that person. Don't become malicious. Don't become someone who makes up stories. Don't strike such a defensive posture that you lose track of your inner self. Now, I'd like to share the opening to Communion with God, Neil Donald Walsh's book. It was written a long time ago, I think. And this is really just the introduction, but it talks about that core you, who you are, and how that is a place of peace that you can always go back to. Who you are. And you know, folks, if someone says something about you and you evaluate your behavior and you come to the conclusion that there may be some truth in it, maybe there's something going on there, know this. That may have been who you were, but that is not who you are. And get yourself in touch with who am I. And next week we'll talk about some tools to do that that are put out by Deepak Chopra. But for right now, let's just look at the fact that your inner truth inside you is important. Who you are is valuable. Learn to love yourself. At the core of learning to love yourself is connecting with who you are. Now, I've written a book called Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You. It's kind of funny. You can buy it on your your iPhone as an app. But... Um, The bottom line is, I wrote it a long time ago, way before I ever came to uh, the place where I currently work, but it has such fundamental truths about who all of us are. It's like 26 little passages that feel good, and sometimes I lose track of them. Sometimes I forget who I am. But... The glory of having gone the journey I do is that I always seem to remember where I left my peace. And I try very hard not to judge others. But I will not allow the money changers in my temple. I will not stand by and allow my reputation, my my honesty, my integrity to be challenged without fighting back. I just won't, nor should you. And ideally, if we stand up for who we really are when we are being maligned, we will open the door to change in people's thinking. Now, in those times when you are truly being lied against, my friends, I can imagine that the people who are lying against you are going to be totally shocked that you dared to stand up like Jesus did when he walked out of the temple and pushed over the money changers' tables. 
And you know what the money changers were saying? I can't believe he's doing that. How unrighteous. How unreligious. And you know what? I say shame on you that you created a fact pattern that took a man of peace so far away from his peace that he engaged in aggression, that he defended what he believed in and who he was. So I'm not saying stand back and allow yourself to be wronged by lies. I'm not saying that lies, uh, that what people call lies and events are not really just different perceptions. And that you should not defend your perception of what's going on. But when we're talking about other people's motivations, at your core, I want you to remember that we are all loved. Even when we engage in unlovable behavior, we are not alone. God is there to help us right our path and move on. And the way we accomplish that is by being love. Even when we are wrong. So it is not unloving to protect yourself from lies. It is not unloving to try to end unloving behavior of lies about your motivation. And shame on those who are not acting in love. But people look to justify their behavior by believing not that they are enough, but that they are more than enough. They have to be the only person in the room who is recognized. There's no room for any other right. And if you think about that in terms of the way we relate to one another, the beginning of internal peace is allowing space for other people to be right also. So going and I've started two books here. So let's go for first to just this quick introduction by Neil Donald Walsh. Maybe it's not so quick. And um, maybe I'll just share some little parts from it. And it goes, if you can imagine a world in which nothing is happening to you and everything is happening through you, you will have gotten the message that you are intended to send to yourself. I would like you to consider the possibility that this book was created by you. The possibility that you're listening to this program. This is not in the book, obviously. You're listening to this program right now at this moment because you need to hear the message that the program is giving. Welcome to this moment. You are welcome here for this moment was designed by you to bring you to the blessed experience you are about to have. You have sought the answers to life's most most meaningful questions and you have sought them repeatedly, earnestly, and sincerely or you would not be here. This search has been going on inside of you, whether you have made it a major part of your exterior life or not. It is what has caused you to pick up this book. And once again, the book is Communion with God, and I recommend it. With your understanding of that, you have unraveled one of life's biggest mysteries, why things happened the way they do. Welcome to this meeting with the Creator. It is a meeting which you would not have avoid would not have avoided. All people meet with the Creator. It is not a question of whether but of when. People of earnestness, seeking truth, experiencing the meeting sooner rather than later. Honesty is a magnet. It attracts life. And life is just another word for God. 
The person who honestly seeks, honestly receives. Life will not lie to itself. We get caught up in the judgments of others, and I'm skipping a little bit. How can we be sure what is divine inspiration and what is not? How can we be certain who is speaking eternal truth? An important question, my friends. Ah, that is the great question, but here is the great secret. We do not have to know. All we have to know is our truth, not someone else's. When we understand this, we understand everything. We understand that what others are saying doesn't have to be the truth. It only has to lead us to our own. And it will do that. It cannot help but do that eventually. All things lead us to our own innermost truth. That is their purpose. That is what life is about, my friends. And that's why we can live it fluidly or we can live it standing erect with our fists up. Which do you choose? Take the journey for yourself. Life is good, revealing itself to itself. God is life, revealing itself to itself. You could not stop this process if you wanted to, but you can speed it up, and that is why you are listening to me. That is why you are listening to me. You are listening to me because you would like to find your inner truth, your inner peace, and you believe that I may be able to be a voice for God in that journey for you. I don't have absolute answers. I can tell you this, that when life presents to you an event that takes you to your belly in pain and you feel so abused, the first place you should go is to God. And the first question you should ask is, what lesson is there in this for me? Wow. That's taking some level of accountability or responsibility for all that's happening. What lesson is there in this for me? And when you come upon a situation that is truly, totally beyond you, You can either walk past because you have no control over the other people or if the other people are out to harm you, you can seek loving help. But when all is said and done, you need to move into the next second. If you allow yourself to linger too long in the past, you will allow yourself to linger without God. Because God is only in this moment, in the present. The past is done. It cannot be undone. It is done. So keep your perspective, my friends. Don't whitewash yourself. If someone has done something to you that is negative, when you're around that person, be sure to show your loving self because that person is providing you an opportunity to be a teacher of love. And when you have lost track of yourself and you have gone to your lowest self, you are providing others a chance to show you love. Next week, we're going to talk about the true self. And we're going to talk about Staying true to our true selves, even when we feel we're being attacked. 
But in order to move on in our journeys, we cannot allow another person's misperception of us to turn us in to something less than we are. And as you move forward in your journey of self-help, knowing that you are only in control of you, not others, knowing that you are enough, and knowing that you are three deep breaths away from feeling the peace of having God with you. Please remember that absolute love is your birthright. The Divine One's love for you is unconditional. You are perfectly created from the Divine One who sees your perfection no matter what you do. You are loved. We're going to do a small, small meditation here um, that will take the show out, possibly if there's enough time. And I spoke a lot. And as you go through this meditation, I want you to say, I am who I am supposed to be. As you breathe in and as you breathe out, I am enough. And sometimes meditation can just occur without music. But for right now, I'm going to go back to the first song that we had today, To Be Still Thy Soul. And I'm going to play that. And until next week, Namaste, which means I salute your inner divinity. I salute yourself, your core, your soul. Peace be with each of you as you go about your days. And may together we create a world where people can let go of the fear of one another and live in enlightened love. Namaste. Take it.